1: In these 295 days, I've preached many messages that have just been simply one word. I've preached many messages that are two words. In fact, Brother Reimers, head of our publications department, is editing the book on one-word messages and two-word messages. And tonight, I want to bring you another two-word message. This morning, I brought you a two-word message. This morning I spoke to you on the subject, they knew. They knew. You know, we know when we do wrong. Sometimes it might be a person that's become a professional or become a gambler. And I'll say, when did it start it? And most of the time the answer is wrong. They'll say, Well, I really don't know. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You always know. Well. When was the first time you began to take drugs? Well, I really don't know. Yes, you do. Well, when was the time that you betrayed your marriage vows? Well, I really don't know, brother. Yes, you do. We all know, all of us, pastor and people like, we know God's word says the Holy Spirit of God convicts us of sin. As a Christian, we're capable of sin. We have the sin that does so easily beset us. But we know, they knew. Adam and Eve, they knew. Two words, they knew. Tonight, I press. Or, as we're using the term this year, press on. Two words tonight, press on. I want Philippians 3.14 to become our verse this year. I'd like you to memorize it. Perhaps it's already memorized. I'd like you to say it aloud every day. If you could memorize it, one of the, if you need to memorize it, if you would just read it once a day, seven days, 14 days, 21 days, 28 days, you'll have it memorized. If you'll just say it aloud every day, perhaps you with your computer could write it on a beautiful card, cut it out, put it on your dashboard, put it with your Bible, Uh, put it somewhere where you'll see it in the house, press on, press on. On the 17th, two weeks from tonight, the magnet's already here. There's a beautiful magnet that can go in your refrigerator, a place that we all visit so frequently. It says press on, press on. I want us to say it every day. I want us to claim it in your brightest days this year. I want you to claim it in your darkest days this year. I want us to claim it when God gives great victory. I want us to claim it when there's great discouragement. I want you to claim it, and I want you to pray that I claim it when it seems like God is silent, and it seems like God is hushed, and God, it seems like, might not be listening, but his ears are ever open to our prayers. I want you to quote it all the time. Press on. I want you to see several things about this verse tonight. The very first word, the very first word, it's a personal pronoun. I wonder if you could say that verse as we look at, press on. What's the very first word in the verse? What does it say? I, say it one more time, I heard you. That's great, say it one more time. I, in the cars, did you have it? If you have it, say it with your horn. They go, I, I, together in the tents, in the open air, in the cars, what's the first word? I, that's personal. It's personal. As we press on, it has to be my decision. I, I have chosen to live in defeat. I have chosen to live in misery. I have chosen to live in negativity. I have chosen to live murmuring. I have chosen to be a grump. I have chosen to be a fatalist. I have chosen it's not possible. I have chosen the way of my flesh. I have chosen to do what's good for me. I have chosen to do what's right in my own eyes. But God says I, Paul says I, there's a different I he's talking about. It's not about negativity. He's gonna press to something that's very good. And tonight I wanna ask you, will you make this verse personal? You and I must make the decision of our life in this calendar year. You're gonna have to decide some things. How much social media time are you gonna use every day? I know there's something that comes up on your phone and it tells you how much, and I use my phone as well. I was in my study tonight, my phone all of a sudden it, it beeped and it said your, your your cell phone use was down at 6%. I think it said that last week I used my cell phone about an hour and a half a day. I use a landline, so I use that as well. But I'm on the phone on my cell, and I'm on the phone in the church, and I'm answering handwritten emails. But you know, I wonder how much time you're spending with the social media and how much time... We're spending with the word of God. Don't spend more time in the media than you do in the precious word of God. I, I, it's decision time for me. It's ownership time for me. I must take ownership of what I choose to do. I cannot blame my wife. I cannot blame my kids. I cannot blame my grandkids. I cannot blame the church. I cannot blame Sarah Cody. I cannot blame the president, whoever the president of the United States is. I cannot complain and and, and say it's their fault. It's, no, 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 I, I have to take care of me. It's personal. It's my ownership. If I choose to sin this year and if I choose to quit the ministry, God forbid to even think that way, I have to take ownership. Whatever sin you choose and what I would choose this year, we we must take ownership of whatever it is. Some, perhaps even in this great church, will choose adultery. Some will choose bitterness. Some will choose carnality. Some will choose deceit. Some will choose envy, some will choose fear, some will choose gossip and some will choose hatred and some will choose choose ill will and jealousy and some will will choose uh, money. Uh, Money means everything to me. It will be the plan what I will do. Some some will choose to be unjust. Some tonight will choose that it's gonna be all about uh, me and my life. Some will choose a nasty way of life Some will choose to be in every area worldly of their life, but I must take ownership. I decided with my life, this is where I'm going. Some are gonna charge, charge the cash out of control. You're not gonna have a budget, but you're gonna have to say, I made this mess. I must take ownership. I will make decisions. I must realize I'm responsible. I am. I am responsible. If I read my Bible and study it and memorize it and walk in this book and have what we call from the Bible, I walk with God, it's because I chose to do that. If I choose to pray and seek the throne of grace, and come to the throne of grace on behalf of my life and my wife and my family and this church and the deacons. I tell you, one of the places in my prayer journal, I just do not like it at all, It's when I get to that backslidden page. And as I was praying this morning, I would love to see that backslidden page just erased out of my journal that God's people would get so right with God. But friend, a pastor can pray but it has to come, you're gonna be responsible. It is your decision, it's personal. I, I, what are you gonna do with I? I love what Paul said. I am debtor, both to the Greek and to the barbarian. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am ready to preach the gospel. I. I'm now ready to be offered. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I, I can do all things. I have kept the faith. I can do all things, by the way. I can do that. I can do it with through Jesus Christ. I pressed for the mark as we see it here. What things were gained to me, I count but loss. I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against today. I have coveted no man's silver. I love reading about the apostle Paul because when he came to I, he said it's not about me because I must decrease and he, as John said, must increase, John 3.30. The apostle Paul, he had a great life. Though he's thrown in prison and though he's beaten and though he's shipwrecked three times and though he was beaten with rods and though he was stoned and though he was, uh, uh, it was uh, in the stocks, he had such a happy journey of life because I, Paul, chose that, he said. We sing these songs, I rest my case at the cross. I'm glad I can rest it there. I don't regret a mile. I've traveled for my Lord. I don't regret the time I've trusted in his word. Well, I've seen the days and the years go by, many days without the sun, but I don't regret a time. I bowed on my knees and cried holy. I found the answer. I learned to pray with faith to guide me. I found the way. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear and he walks with me, and he talks. It's personal. It's I. I need thee every hour. Oh, I need thee. Oh, I need thee every hour. I, 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 I remember when Audrey Meyer wrote this song in 1959. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Some of you young people in this. Great, great, I uh, uh, can't meet an auditorium tonight. Some of you young people, could you say in 2020, it's no longer me, it's not my flesh, it's not what I want, that's not my will, it's the Lord Jesus Christ, I have decided to follow Jesus. How about that great song, I just keep trusting, of course, I just keep trusting my Lord as I walk around. Day by day. How about how about I owe it all to you, Lord? I owe it all to you, Lord. How about I've got so much to thank him for? I've got how about this song? I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Wonder how he could love me. A sinner, condemned unclean. How about I surrender all? Look at the verse, it's personal. I, I, what's the second word? Letter P, press. I, press. Press is to strain. It's to put effort in it. May I, ask your pastor, may I tell you tonight, Then this third day of this new year, I've already tried to strain and put more effort in it. I tried to put more effort in my Bible. I tried to put more effort in prayer. I tried to put more effort in thanksgiving and praising God for his goodness. I can already see in these first three days where I should have done more, where I failed. But I want to do some pressing this year. I want to do some straining this year. I want to put energy into what I'm going to do. I want to put effort into it. That I may know him, flipping street 10. I want to know him. I want to walk with him. I want to talk with him. I want to, this year, strain as much as I can and put more effort in, not less, not back off, not back down, not cave in. I want to press on, strain. I'm pressing on the upward way. 1 Peter 3, 7, I want to press in my marriage I'm to dwell with the woman according to knowledge. I'm to make a science of her. I'm to understand her. And sir, and I don't say this humorous against women, you don't understand women and neither do I. But I want you to know that we ought to try to understand women and try to understand our mate. And that's not saying they're bad. Please don't look into that, that I'm ridiculing women. The, the opposite is true men are basically dumb. This tent's getting this over here. I have a visual aid Chris Kissel, will you please stand up? I rest my case M- men, men are slow. oh oh I get it now. Well it's been thirty two years I've been telling you Ralph men are slow <laughs> I hope that was not a lady honking the horn. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about? Men are a little bit slow, amen. I've had more ladies say, I love going to church in the parking lot. I just reach on over and honk the horn. Your wife, Brother Cooper, was really honking the horn right there. Stop! Stop, Mrs. Cooper! No, no, no more, Mrs. Cooper. No more, Mrs. Cooper. He is a little slow, I know that. Boy, she's out of control tonight. Uh, Of course, she is sitting in the tent. I don't know how she's doing that horn with the sitting in the tent, but that's the problem with so many of us. Well, never mind. Uh, Listen, put, put effort, put strain in your mate. Ladies, do you realize that that husband of yours needs daily a wife that will pray and beg God for his protection and for wisdom and for guidance in his life. That man she was. he he is he doesn't have it together. Well, maybe if you were on your face before God or on your knees before God, maybe God could help them. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Dear ladies, your children, they need your prayers. Can we strain and put prayers into our children and our grandchildren? Can we put strain into our ministry this year? And you have Sunday school teachers. God bless you. No one complains. Wherever you have to meet to meet, you're doing it. God bless you. Bus workers, we're gonna start the buses again. Get them rolling. And we have a plan for all that. We need to put effort in it. Go door to door. Are you finding what I'm finding? People People want to talk. People are lonely. People are tired of 300 days nearly. People want, they're thankful for the, I've never had a year where they've been as gracious about receiving an invitation to church. I don't think I've had one person rejected a tract this year, and I've given many out. Can we put some strain in it? Can we put some strain in our vocation? Can we put some strain in dealing with our finances? Put we press and put some strain in our academics? The Christian school reopens on Wednesday again, second semester. Students, whatever subject you don't like, whatever it might be, can you put some strain in it? Don't let the the, the, the class conquer you. You conquer the class. I, it's personal. Press, there's a strain. And then there's a place. For the mark. The mark is the goal. That's the place we're aiming at. I press, I've got my eye on a mark. I've got my eye on the mark. I hope the Lord lets you live this year. I hope the Lord lets me live. But I can tell you this in life, as you get older in life, I've always tried to have my eye on the goal that one day my journey will be over. And I, I want to cross over to the other pl- side. And I'm I'm looking at that now. Heaven's sounding sweeter all the time. And I pray that when my last breath is drawn, when I enter into the presence of our Lord, I hope and pray that I have done my best for the Lord Jesus Christ in Santa Clara, California. I pray that he could say, Jack, son, well done. You've been a faithful servant. I'm gonna have to work at it this year. I have some redo days I'd like to take. I won't ever get him back, but I've got my eye on a mark. I'm so great, grateful that my name is written in the book of life. It's Been written there since 1956. I have a home and it's been prepared and the mansion's under construction right now. I don't know where it's at in the construction, but when God has it all complete and he welcomes me home, it will be ready for me to meet him on the other shore. There's a land that is fairer than day, and my faith I can see the far, And the Father waits over the way. Oh, soon and very soon we're going to go see the King of Kings by way of death or by way of rapture. May it be said that this year we've got our eye on the goal. What's your target? What are you aiming for? What are you shooting at? Maybe you ought to shoot at this year. I'll never let my wife go to bed without telling her, will you please forgive me? I'll never let my husband go to sleep at night without saying, please, will you forgive me? I was a little irritable today. Mates, will you look at one another and say, I want to apologize. I want to tell you I, I was out of bounds today. It might be that you need to gather your little family together, your children, and say, children, Dad was wrong today. I was short with you. It might be that you might have to gather your children together as a mother, say, kids, I was a little short. And then don't start blaming. Well, you know, I'm tired. You know, no, 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 no. That's not an apology. That's a negotiation. What's your mark? What's your mark? I have so many people I'm praying for that they'll come back to God. That's my mark. I have people that I'm praying for. They have drifted and they have erred from the faith and they don't even know they're erring from the faith. And I'm praying for it daily and throughout the day. I've been praying for years. Oh God, bring them back. Bring them back. Open their eyes. The Word of God has meant so much more to me as I've seen how Paul kept warning people you're going to err from the faith. And Peter kept warning people you're going to, uh, many are going to follow their pernicious ways and err from the faith. I'm praying for so many preachers that I love. Good men, great men, wonderful friends. But I watch them moving. I watch them moving in their approach to the gospel. They're becoming social ministries for the community. They want to be there for the community. I don't see Elisha or Elijah there for the community. I see them as men of God that had a message for the city. And for the people of God, and very direct. We don't labor to be accepted by the city. We labor to rescue the perishing and care for the dying and snatch them from pity and the grave and to weep over the erring one and lift up the fallen and tell them of Jesus the mighty to save. That's our mission. I'm praying for these that are going a softer approach. I'm praying for these that have begun a different type of music that's not any different than the world's music and it will not ever change a life. The theology is not there. The harmony is not there. The heart is not there. Oh, it talks about praising and worshiping God. But friend, they're missing it. They're tremendously, that new philosophy of reading every which church possible and seeing who's growing and how they're growing. Oh, it may not be a Baptist church. It may be this, but they're doing this for the community. I don't want to read that. I want to stay right here and see what Paul did and how he went to a city of Thessalonica and Galatia and Corinth and how he went to the church, the city of Ephesus and how he established churches and how he went to the city of Rome child of God today get your eye put your eye on the place the mark I find a person it's personal I as a press there's a place and in closing number four I see a prize I press toward the mark of the prize the prize some in this calendar year if the Lord tarries you will have the ultimate prize And we will see the Lord Jesus Christ this year. This is the year that God has planned to take us home and to be with him for all eternity. It may be by death and the race will be over. I don't think I've ever preached a message. I might have missed a few, but I don't think I have. Without considering, this might be my last message. I came here as a young man in my 20s. And even when I was in my 20s with apparently what I thought were years ahead of me, I'd go to the pulpit thinking, Lord, if this is the last one I'm preaching, I want to give up my very best. God, I want to try to be as clean as I can and right as possible. And then my 30s came and 40s and so on. And I believe that every time I preach, I'm thinking this might be it. I thought again this morning by this garbage can right here while they were singing and I would kneel as they were singing. I thought, Lord, if this is my last Sunday morning to preach, let me have your touch. Let me have your power. Because the prize is coming, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. My message tonight is Press on.